Hello and welcome to the Midweek Mood Podcast. We're examining the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what does this actually mean? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue our conversation about the fivefold ministry with a conversation about evangelists. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys of our challenge from last week, where we talked about teachers, which was simply this, take something you've learned, take a life lesson you've learned, break it down, and share it with someone somehow. And we want to know what that looked like. We want to know how you guys played that out. If you haven't done that yet, go ahead and do it. Like, just pause this podcast and go do that. Let us know. Reach out to us, mediahub at thbstreetport.com, or you can email us. I'm sorry, not email us. You can reach us on Facebook. Just look for The Midweek Move on Facebook. And uh, we want to celebrate with you. We want to answer questions that you may have had about presenting this lesson you've, you've, you have about, about life, about how God has moved in your, in your situations. We want to answer those questions. We want to celebrate with you. So reach out to us. Now, that being said, again, I said this last week. This is this is so invaluable. You guys need to be taking notes. You guys need to be writing things down. Don't write just what these guys are saying, but write what God's speaking to you through what they're saying in this lesson about an evangelist. Right, which brings us to uh, a term that is widely used and a lot of times I believe incorrectly, and that is evangelist. Mm -hmm. So when you think of evangelist, not the westernized model, which is yeah. just because somebody's a traveling preacher, all of a sudden right. they're evangelist. That's not true. Yes. Um, so when you hear that term evangelist, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, certain characteristics of that gift? Well, um, when I say true evangelism, um, you know, when we look at Reformation and, and things like that, true evangelists can have the ability to function in all nine gifts of the Spirit because they're a one-man show, so to speak. They're going to a region to conduct a revival. They can walk in the healing, the prophetic, the miracles. They usually, um, in, in true evangelism, they can go into a situation and deal with devils. They deal with everything that needs to be dealt with as a one-man show and to bring about turn people hearts to jesus so they're not going in for the sake of healing just to heal you yeah. know or prophesying just to heal or miracles to to heal but all those are are sign gifts to the unbeliever to bring them into relationship with christ yep and like i said typically you're not um uh, they're not confined to a church service. Yep. You would see them set up in tents on streets in scenarios like that. You know, we even have an evangelist on the internet now, you know, just true evangelists. And that's the thing about evangelists. They don't need a support system, so to speak. They don't need all those comfy things. Put me in a desert, you know, put me in a wilderness. Where are you going to put me? But let me save souls, uh, preaching the gospel and as an aid to that, functioning in the gifts as, as sign gifts and to turn people's heart because they don't necessarily believe the word. I mean, they have an ability to, to portray the word to people for them to have an understanding. But in some cases, I need to get you delivered of a devil <laughs> before right. I can preach that to you. So with evangelists, um, I think about them going away to a place that's not necessarily convenient, not a big arena all the time, but it put, me, put me in an environment that's tough that I have to work for the salvation of people. And a lot of time for an evangelist, it's not like preaching an hour-long expository message. Sometimes it's like one sentence. Yes. 
like, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Repent, for the kingdom right. of God is at hand. It's like, it's like, it's not this. It's not this, hey, open your Bible to right. Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to walk through this, and we're going to do this. Again, that's more teaching, more pastoral yes. in that nature. Evangelist is more sometimes rapid fire. Yes. And when we talk about the gift of an evangelist just in our lives, just in people, yeah. that can manifest itself to, say, you're working a job. And in your job, you are surrounded by people that are lost. Yeah. Um, or you have three or four people that you work with that, you know, they go to church, they know Jesus, all that, but yeah. then you got people who are just lost. Yeah. Well, if you have that gift in you, when you go to that workplace, you're focused on these over here. Okay. You're looking at these people right here. Right, right. These people, yeah, okay, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. these people, like these are the people. And right. when you have conversations with them, it everything's pointing to Jesus. Like, right. One thing about evangelists is they really don't like to have idle conversations. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't because everything's being pushed yeah. just to Jesus. Now, all the gifts do that. Yes. But for an evangelist, you know, uh, it was said years ago they would blow in, blow up, and blow, <laughs> blow out, out. Right. Yeah. So it's like right. they come in, and sometimes the pastor would have to come back behind them and fix some stuff. Yeah. Because they weren't pastoral. Right. And maybe they they didn't have the gift of teaching and may have, maybe they may have been on the outskirts yeah. of some extra biblical stuff that needed to be corrected. Right. But again, that's where the, the other gifts come in, hmm. right? The other gifts don't come in just to compliment one another, but the other gifts come in sometimes to correct the others. Yeah. You know, the pastor corrects this or the evangelist corrects. Sometimes the evangelist can look at the pastor and go, Hey, like you're really focused on just church people. Yeah. Where's your heart for the lost? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. But then the evangelist, the pastor can come to the evangelist and go, Hey, what are you doing? Yes. It's not just about lost people. Like mm. you need to be discipling somebody. Yeah. Who's already been found. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so to encapsulate kind of uh, the evangelist, the gift of the evangelist, you know, storytellers, you know, an evangelist is the, the true gift of, of evangelists or storytellers. Um, and at all costs, all costs, they want to make Jesus famous, like at all costs. These are people who are pumped, amped up. A lot of times this gift um, is, is very excitable, very much ready to leave everything and give everything. And this gift really has a passion and a zeal to it. If, if this is activated in your life, man, this is one of those things that you, uh, it doesn't take a whole lot for you to just get jacked and pumped up and ready to do it. If somebody maybe shares something and you're just like, oh, I'm going with them. Oh, I'm going overseas. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. You just want to be where the action is, then you might have the gift of an evangelist. Um, I don't, I'm not sure we covered this, but, you know, evangelist is really kind of adaptable and, and flexible in almost every scenario um, and, and can function wherever, whenever. Um, when we think of this gift, if you have this gift or if this gift is being developed in your life, when you look at people, you see every single person that they can be invited into God's family. There's nobody who's outside the realm, like no one is outside the realm of being invited into God's family. Um, everyone has the opportunity to have a story, 
every single person has a story. And in that story, there, there is a redemptive quality in that story. So when you see somebody, you don't just see a story, but you see a redemptive quality in that story that can be told to point people to Jesus. Um, when, when we think of the gift of an evangelist, uh, there's a great massive burden for those who aren't a part of the kingdom of God yet. Like when you think of somebody being outside the kingdom of God, there's a grief that comes on you almost. There's a, there's a burden, but there's also this amazing anointing to speak and declare in the midst of those people. And that's not, that's not natural for everyone. That isn't a natural gift for everyone. And I think when we talk about these gifts, all these different gifts, we can look at some people and go, man, that comes pretty naturally to them. Or, hey, that comes pretty naturally to them. I was just talking to somebody this morning and they were saying, yeah, that doesn't come natural to me. But my, my head has kind of gotten there, but my heart's trying to catch up with my head. My head knows, my mind knows that I can function in that gift, but my heart hasn't quite caught up to my head yet. Meaning that I believe, but it doesn't come naturally to me. Well, I believe that some of the greatest gifts that God uses in us are not natural things. They're not things that we're naturally gifted at. They're things that we have to actually ask and seek and knock and pursue. And once we do that, there is a true anointing from God to do those things. And I believe the gift of evangelist is one of those things. It's like, you know, you, it doesn't take a whole lot, but as you begin to push and as you begin to, to, to lean into what the Lord is saying and doing, you know, one of the things that the gift of the evangelist is kind of this whole show and tell model, which is, you know, this gift of an evangelist, they don't ask you to do something that they're not willing to do themselves or that they're already doing. Like if they're asking you to open air preach, guess what they're already doing? Open air preaching. You know, if they're asking you to go to, to, uh, you know, to, to the downtown in the street and to tell people about Jesus, they've already been doing it. They're not, they're not asking you to do something that they're not already doing. Because one thing about the gift of an evangelist is like, you know, not only is everybody welcome into God's kingdom, but I'm going to challenge everyone to be not to just be invited into God's kingdom, but to come into God's kingdom. So here's an action step. Maybe you sense this gift is in you, or maybe you don't. But here's an action step we can all take in the gift of an evangelist, kind of based on Matthew 28, go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? The good news. Well, what, what am I doing? Well, you're teaching them, right? You're baptizing them, right? You're making disciples, right? The Great Commission. Now, we could say, hey, the Great Commission is for everybody. And it is, but it comes more naturally to some people, right? It's more comfortable for some people. For some of you, maybe your little sphere and your little street is your comfort zone. Man, that's where you're at. And maybe if you get beyond your street into somebody else's neighborhood, it's super uncomfortable. Well, that gift of evangelist says, wherever, whenever, I'm ready. I'm ready to go because number one, I've got the story and that is Jesus. But number two, I've got my story that's submitted to his story and thereby we have got the gospel. It is his story and me in him now and my testimony. This is the gospel. This is the good news. And so here's our action step with the gift of evangelist. This week, I want you to, I want you to pray, number one. 
not for the gift of an evangelist, but just that passion and that energy and that excitement of an evangelist says anywhere, anytime I'm, I'm on go, I'm ready to preach the good news. If it's only just to share my testimony with somebody, I'm on ready. I want you to pray for that passion, stir up that passion in you. And secondly, I want you then in either two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, I want you to share your story in Jesus, what Jesus has done for you with someone who does not know your story. Two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. Share your story with someone who does not know your story in Jesus. Basically in layman's terms, quote unquote, give your testimony. Share your testimony with somebody who does not know your testimony. Two, five, 10 minutes. And I want to encourage you, if at all possible, do it in person. Do it in person, face to face, and just share the good news with them. And in that, you may find that there is this gift in you that God is trying to stir up. Doesn't all of a sudden make you an evangelist, but what it does say is the gift of an evangelist can teach us this. Remember this about the five gifts that we've talked about and that we're in the process of talking about is that those gifts are given to make Jesus known on the earth, yes, but number two, so that we can all grow and mature together. So if nothing else, the gift of evangelists, even though it may not be our dominant gift, it challenges us to grow and mature in Jesus by telling our story. And that is a step of maturity, and that is your midweek move this week. Make a move, share your testimony with someone who does not know it, two, five, 10 minutes. And I just think that God's going to show you something in it. I think it's, for some of you, it's even going to be a relief. You've been wanting to do it, but you just didn't know how to do it, what to do. Well, now you do. So uh, until next time, I'll see you. I can't wait to hear all the reports of how the good news is spreading all over the world through you. God bless you.